How much was Dwight Howard consuming in candy? Like, what was his daily consumption? Or so we we translated it into units people could understand. So um, it was the equivalent of twenty two Hershey's bars. Welcome back to the Game of Life podcast, Game of Lifers. I apologize. I know it's been a few weeks. But this has been the craziest time of the year with the NBA pre-draft, NBA off-season, NBA playoffs. Basically, every NBA thing you can think of is going on right now. So my hands have kind of been tied and I've been locked in the gym and in the lab helping these guys become the athlete of the future. Not just on court, but their mentality, their recovery, nutrition, training, everything that I'm doing, DNABasketball.com for the athlete of the future. I'm trying to help these NBA players, these pre-draft players in every little detail in your life so they can become literally the athlete of the future. And everyone out there listening, you're able to do the same thing too at dnabasketball.com. Become part of the family, part of the movement. Athlete of the future coming at you. But, Game of Lifers, it's time for the Game of Life podcast. And this week we have an absolute blessing to have on this podcast, a special guest for you that will change the way you look at food and look at your diet. So if you're into health, nutrition, or just flat out great tasting food and great recipes, you are going to love this episode. And if you aren't into food, then yeah, there's probably something wrong with you and I feel really sorry for you. So the Game of Life podcast this week brings to you Kate Shanahan, one of the top-rated nutritionists on the face of the earth. Kate has over two decades of clinical experience and expertise in genetic and biochemical research. And basically, she will help you reverse any metabolic disease and reshape your body. It's not about the genes you were necessarily given. You can recreate your genes and your DNA through what you eat. And you're about to find out exactly how. In this episode, you're going to find out why vegetable oils are poison, toxic for you. How Dr. Kate got Kobe Bryant drinking bone broth. How she helped Dwight Howard transform his body from eating 22 candy bars a day to cutting out sugar. And how she helped him and many other NBA players function at the highest level and for you personally you can get the perfect beauty symmetry through food find out how kate has the answers the top three foods everyone should be eating daily including in the diet and how to self-create a diet based on your ancestral background the perfect nutrition diet just for you the impact nutrition has on your brain health and overall daily happiness and just a bunch of mouth-watering, taste-bud-infusing recipes that would change the food game for you forever. So buckle up and get those taste buds ready for world-renowned nutritionist Kate Shanahan. This is episode one of a two-part episode that will blow your mind. So here we go. Kate Shanahan, can you tell us the craziest food you have ever eaten? Start us off with a bang here on this Game of Life podcast. In Thailand, they serve up anything and everything on a stick. Yes. And um, I had a frog on a stick. And um, it was deep fried, and you just, like, bite right through the skull. It's like it's a <laughs> potato chip. Yeah, that's that's really interesting you say that because I've been to Beijing and had the same experience with a scorpion. tasted just like a potato chip. <laughs> they deep fat fry it in enough stuff, and you can't even taste what you're eating. 
Exactly. It's like, I'm not sure that's really food anymore once it's so yeah. deep fried. <laughs> yeah, I probably, yeah, I probably, I probably won't try it. It's a once in a lifetime type of thing. Exactly. <laughs> but, okay. You got to also tell us about the story with Dwight Howard and Candy. Like it's a, it's an NBA famous story and you're the one behind the scenes that helped him change. <laughs> So that his story is really a story of denial and awakening. <laughs> you know, because he went from one extreme to the other there where when I first talked with him, it was a I don't need that much candy, Dr. Kate. Mm. And um we got him to actually become aware of the situation by tying his um, he had to have a frustration to really, you know, have sort of like a low point, you know, it's sort of like every addict, he's a sugar addict and sugar's addicting. So it's mm-hmm. nothing about his character whatsoever. Um, and, uh, he, and Kobe had some just like nasty Twitter thing going on. And I think he was just feeling <laughs> bad enough. And then my husband had the idea of like, here's how you get into the phone because, you know, you, you got to know, he's got to know that you really care. So my husband said, um, to tell him that if I talk to him and he does what I say and he doesn't start feeling better in two weeks, then I'll quit. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was pretty confident that it would work. I mean, it's, you know, it's worked for all my patients and everyone else I've worked with. So, um, that's thousands of people. So, so the message got communicated and, um, he came to the phone and I, and I just told him again, because I wasn't sure the message was communicated. And he said, Dr. Kate, I don't want you to leave us. He's just (laughs) such a sweetheart, you know? So anyway, <laughs> when we told him that um, it, that it was possibly causing some, uh, like he was having a hard time um, feeling, I think, you know, because he was having pins and needles in his fingertips. And I don't know that he like ever really, um, you know, recognized that he wasn't feeling well, but you could see it. The ball, the ball was bouncing off of his hands like he was wearing oven mitts, right? So, mm-hmm. um so when I explained to him that that is what happens when your nerves are damaged by too much sugar, um, and then that would start getting better, he it gave him hope, and um, and that was what he needed. He, he really just needed to. People have been telling him for years that he ate candy is not good for you. You want to cut that out and stuff. I mean, everybody knows that, right? Right. right. Until you can um, appreciate exactly specifically what's happened, what it's doing, it's all meaningless. So it's just finger wagging, really. You know, like smoking is bad. And you should also yeah. <laughs> do it, you know, I don't know, fold your socks perfectly. And it kind of falls into that category of, 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 um, you know, something to do when you want to sure, for sure, make it into heaven kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest challenge too. Cause I'll have a lot of players that they're just absolute physical specimens and all they're eating is burger and fries in and out all the time. And I'm trying to tell them, Hey, let's go to whole foods. Let's go to air one. Let's, let's get some healthy nutrition in your life. Like why listen if they're already at this high a level, but your ability to tell Dwight, hey, kick the candy and you're going to feel even much better, even though he had been an NBA all-star and obviously Dwight Howard, that's a huge testament to, to, your, to your ability. It just comes from being a physician, you know, because a, a lot of the folks that uh, NBA players deal with in terms of nutrition are not MDs. And so, sure. um, you know, as a doctor, we are always having to ask people to do difficult things. And so it's I think that just is a, it's a natural 
thing that um, that doctors have to do. And um, it's a you know it's it's if we care about our patients, we, we do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point too. Just for the audience, how how much was Dwight Howard consuming in candy? Like, what was his daily consumption? Or so we we translated it into units people could understand. So um, it was the equivalent of twenty two Hershey's bars oh in candy God. alone, right? So what it, we I calculated up the amount of sugar he was getting from soda and candy and cookies, um, and it turned out to be the equivalent of um, that many Hershey's bars. Um, it was something you know, well, it was hundreds and hundreds of grams of of sugar. And that wasn't in count. That wasn't counting that the carb in general and the fruit. Unbelievable! That's that's crazy. He's got to have the best genes, literally ever. God has given anybody. Absolutely, <laughs> I mean, and that was the problem, right? So, yeah. like his, he's, he's like, see, so he is this Superman, and then Candy was his right. kryptonite, and yeah. it, and wow. he was. Um, so there were signs of of his physique crumbling that were more in his performance and then in his metabolism than in his body composition because his body composition was 8% body fat, right? So, yeah. you know, that's not a gauge of health. All right. Welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane. Because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, you want to be that person that when they walk into a room, that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I, I, I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it. In a good uh, way. And I just pray, man. Like, I just pray and I just thank God for, for everything. The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh, man, that was from day one. That was the the... The day I got drafted, when I heard my name being called. Buckle up, the Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind-the-scenes lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have Kobe Bryant, who will do every single little detail thing to get the advantage and the famous story of you got him drinking bone broth now. Thinking about bone broth, a lot of people don't understand what it is or the value of it. But they know now if Kobe Bryant's doing it, it's got to be something that's probably good for you. Absolutely, yeah. So the the bone broth is an easy sell, frankly, because it's really tasty. And uh, especially in the, the hands of a talented chef. And no matter what you like to eat, you can make a soup that includes this bone broth and bang, you know, it's, you've got a hit. So, um, so Kobe likes a lot of, um, well, he loves chicken soup (laughs) and, um, kind of like almost sort of, I don't know if you could say simple food, but Italian food. So there's, 
um, soups that are Italian soups. And, um, and, and he also really though, it did with him. It was just like, if it's good for me, I'm going to eat it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, especially when he was in that zone, right? <laughs> right. He was in the zone the entire season. Um, so um, that, uh, you know, whatever. So like uh, even Meta World Peace, uh, who is now um, Panda. Um, <laughs> you know, I see him at Whole Foods a lot out here in L.A. So I, you must have, have made a great impact on him. He was, you know, he was always looking for the edge from food. Yeah. And um, I don't think he denied that like, a little bit. You have to be a little bit crazy to to look for the edge from food because most folks um, are taught to look for the edge from supplements. Yeah, you're and right. so he was ahead of the curve on that. And his thing was beans. So um, we were joking that, that like uh, one of his chefs made a soup that had pretty much, there was 16 be- kinds of beans in it. And I think that was every kind of bean there is. And, um, <laughs> and so he just loved that, uh, that too. So it, it's just, the bone stock um, is good for you because it has this stuff in it that is, it's its own uh, food group. It, it's like a missing food group from, American cuisine. Um, it's not protein. It's not carbohydrate. It is actually a combination of proteins and carbohydrates in, on the molecular level. So they have names like proteoglycans and glycoproteins and long names and stuff. And it's, it's all coming from the connective tissue in the joints um, of of the the bones, the leftover bones. When you eat a chicken, for example, there's all that wiggly white stuff. And, yeah. Um, you extract that, and then it's it actually acts like a growth factor for your connective tissue, which is what holds your joints together. And it's like, why isn't anybody hasn't anybody been talking about that? You know, there's all this stuff about muscle milk and, and strengthening your muscles, and until fairly recently, nobody was really doing anything to strengthen the stuff that connects those muscles to the bones, the connective tissue, and the joints. But um, now it's a thing, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Okay. So that makes me feel good about myself eating a lot of bone broth and chicken liver and everything that other people think might sound disgusting that is going to help me long term. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. The chicken liver is a great, great source of uh, all kinds of bioavailable minerals and B vitamins. It helps your bone marrow, your immune system, um, and even your hair. (laughs) I'm just going to be beautiful. In all ways. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Take a lot more than that to help me out. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, let's talk on that. Let's touch on that real quick. In in your book, you go over uh, symmetry and and how food and nutrition can help your skin and help you glow and help. Um, I mean, just help your your beauty factor. That I think that's I think that's a thing that that a lot of people have don't really understand that food is a direct correlation of how you look and how your skin glows. Like a friend of mine, we were talking about Ben Greenfield. Like literally every time I see him, his skin is absolutely glowing. And I like, what are you eating, man? Yeah. So your skin health is uh, such a great reflection of your, uh, how healthy your diet is uh, because it changes quickly, right? If your skin, um, your skin like reproduces itself every two weeks, uh, some of the thicker, even the thicker skin does uh, is reproduced that quickly. And so if you've changed your diet for the better, you can see your skin clear up that, that quickly um, in a lot of cases. But um, so why is it that we're attracted, like, why do we even call something 
beautiful. Um, you know, so this is kind of like a metaphysical question, but it actually really pertains to nutrition because um, it turns out that the way the universe works is it wants us to be beautiful in every way. And and what that means is growth is ideal. So that's when it comes to physiology, beauty is really ideal growth. It is definitely not in, just in the eye of the beholder. It's definitely in the eye of the beholder because we see it. That's where yeah. it comes to our brain. But um, we perceive it because it is mathematically perfect and um there is a formula for the perfect face that is a mathematic formula. It has to do with this, the Fibonacci sequence. And it's like so cool when you start understanding the connection between the Fibonacci sequence and this ratio called phi and the way that we, uh, we have five fingers, we have eight uh, wrist bones, we have two bones in our forearm and one bone in our arm. And that those are all Fibonacci numbers. And every single uh, mammal has those same, that same construction. It's just the way nature has played with the numbers and the ratios of those numbers. But um, that that is a demonstration of like how this symmetry and this number makes everything perfect and fit perfectly as it grows when it gets the opportunity to grow ideally, which all depends on nutrition. Quick break in the podcast to go grab yourself a healthy, nutritional snack, of course. Got to tell you about our sponsor for this week. We've got a new one, Glorify Apparel. My favorite brand right now. It's more than just a brand, more than just a logo, more than just awesome, comfy, super beautiful swag looking clothes glorify apparel is all about giving back and growing the kingdom of christ and giving to those who are in need all over the world so not only are you getting the super cool looking clothing and gear that i rock basically daily you are giving back to the less fortunate throughout the world 15 percent of all proceeds at glorify apparel Get, go directly to a wide variety of charity partners. And you can check out all these partners and the great causes that Glorify Apparel stands for on their website at glorifyapparel.org. And if you enter the code DAVID25 at checkout, you get 25% off the whole cart, anything. Trust me, super cool. Check it all out, Glorify Apparel. All right. Now, back to the second half of the podcast with Kate Shanahan. Time to learn what you need to be eating daily. Let's go. What could, what could people do to, like, one or two things just to take away and be like, okay, I'm going to do this each day to help my be, myself become more beautiful through nutrition? Is there any little yes. ki- ki- tips or keys? They're the biggest one is get out of the way of what nature wants to do anyway. Stop doing things that are interfering with that natural process of how the universe wants you to grow. And we have a word for that interference. We call it inflammation. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> so the most pro-inflammatory thing out there um, are is this category of food that I call the vegetable oils because they're made from oh, – uh, yeah seed oils. Um, and those are so pro-inflammatory that, um, they are worse for you. They are a worse habit than cigarette smoking. So if you can 
yeah, that it's that serious. Um, if you can get these things out of your diet, it is going to be better for you than if you were like a four pack per day smoker and suddenly quit. That's a, that, that's unbelievable because people have no idea about that. I mean, I, I've, I've researched a lot and listened to everything that you talk about on it, and it blows my mind. And that's okay. Keep going. Sorry, I just I just get juiced up about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just you know, we have not talked about vegetable oil at a national news media level. Yeah. There's like been no stories about it, but um, it has been this insidious thing that has crept into our diets over the past hundred years. It did, they did not even exist until the industrial era. And a hundred years ago, we were eating one, one, for example, soy oil, which is a, a, the most common vegetable oil. Mm-hmm. We were eating one, one thousandth of what Jeez. we're eating now. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and this is like a hidden killer too. I mean, you go out to eat at restaurants, you have no idea what they're putting in. And you want to think that it's the best extra virgin olive oil that there is, but it's probably the soy oil. Right. So the the um the the way to tell what we're actually eating is nice. um surveys and disappearance data and when you take a look at the that information synthesize it together it looks like we get 80% of all of our fat calories from these vegetable oils that didn't exist until the industrial era wow and the thing about them is that they are made out of these molecules called polyunsaturated fats, right? If you ever look at a nutrition label, it tells you the saturated fat, the trans fat, and then there's this little thing for polyunsaturated fat. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's on there is because we actually need some of it. So it's it's a necessary nutrient to get some polyunsaturated fat. But there's two kinds of it. There's one kind that's a little more pro-inflammatory than the other. And we don't need more than we sh- than we can handle. We don't need more. It's like any kind of a vitamin. Like if you get, um, well, it's like any kind of a thing, right? Let's say, yeah. you know, what's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, baking recipe, Dave? You probably maybe don't do a lot of baking anymore, but uh, not a whole lot of baking. But uh, let's, I, I, I'm really big on brownies. Okay, brownies. So just take any of those ingredients, and what if you ten x any single one of the ingredients, whether the butter or the cha- the maybe the chocolate would work, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go chocolate. I'll ten x the chocolate any day. Flour. <laughs> the, if you ten x the butter or the flour, yeah. like any of those ingredients, you would have a radically different thing. Sure. It, but it might be inedible. It might you, you might break a tooth, or it might be just goo, right? But we have actually ten x the amount of these polyunsaturated fatty acids in our body fat wow. over the past <laughs> years. That's a that's a great analogy. That's crazy. I, no one understands that, and how important the anti-inflammatory foods are. Like I'm a, I'm a big nut on putting turmeric and pepper into anything that I eat, basically. So I'm trying to I'm trying to have the most anti-inflammatory diet and avoid at all costs any any kind of these bad oils that are killing me slowly. That's the way you, you do it, right? Because actually that, that is what kills us slowly. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it gets yep. us eventually. It's the word for that kind of inflammation. It's called oxidative stress. And that's why antioxidants like tumor, like you, met, like you mentioned, are, um, are so useful because they, they can slow down the whole process of, of oxidation, which is the aging process. So if you can slow that down, you're going to you know, have better looking skin and everything else. For sure. That's what I'm trying to do. Stay, 
stay as young as I possibly can to pass for a, a college age kid when I walk around on UCLA campus. <laughs> what what type of anti-inflammatory foods can people add to their diet? If you could add, if you could add like three anti-inflammatory foods, what would you choose? Okay, so really, um, we get a lot of our inflammation fighting ability from minerals. Okay. From, I'm sorry, from from enzymes and the, these. So we talk about um, we talk about antioxidants like turmeric, mm-hmm. um, but turmeric is sort of there's two kinds of antioxidants. There's like general antioxidants that um, kind of uh, are actually the backup for the primary antioxidants that do the main job, which are these enzymes that we have in every cell in our body and like every nook and cranny in every cell in our body. And if these things, like if something were to just zap these things out of our body, like in the futuristic Star Trek, a good way to kill somebody would be zap these antioxidant enzymes out of your body, you'd be dead in seconds. That's how important they are. Um, And what they need is minerals. And so like one of the main reasons we think of needing minerals is for our bones um, and our teeth. Mm -hmm. But actually, we need as many for these antioxidant enzymes because we are always like reusing and recycling those. And we need more minerals for them. So we need magnesium and zinc and manganese and um, selenium in addition to iron. Those are like the five most common um, minerals for these antioxidant enzymes. And those things come from, um, well, they come from organ meats. They come from blood, right, if you want to be really primal. but (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) <laughs> they also come from seeds and uh, spices. Um, so like uh, manganese, for example, um, is really high in a lot of Indian curry spices. You can get like 100% of your RDA of manganese that way. And selenium, which is another great um, antioxidant enzyme, um, you can get – actually, if you have four Brazil nuts a month, you're getting all the selenium you need. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm writing down notes as you talk. Like I'm literally going to order this stuff from Whole Foods or Amazon Prime right after this. <laughs> And um, and so magnesium is kind of like one of the most difficult um, to get from our foods these mm-hmm. days because it's been depleted from the soil, which means it's depleted from everything, all the plants, all the vegetables, all the seeds, all the nuts, all the animal products. And so with that, you really just have to supplement if you want to be sure you're going to get enough. For magnesium? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Manganese, selenium, magnesium. Boom. That's key. Yeah. Okay. Those get you, those are, get you started. And zinc. And you know what? Zinc is actually really, really high in seafood and oysters and like the bottom feeders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And, um, right. And now we're like told not to eat them because of all the pollution sort of ends up at the bottom. All right, so a really big thing in professional sports and in the NBA has been players going to become vegan now. So what do you think about that? Like how do they how are they going to be able to perform at the highest level while eating a strict vegan diet? It's the the biggest thing about that is that it's tough to get enough protein without also getting a lot of carbohydrate. Um and that means a lot of sugar. 
And for your body to deal with the sugar amount that you're getting, you know, it's, it's can be a little bit, you have to use a lot of insulin hormones. You get a lot of hormonal swings basically. And so you get energy level fluctuations, but that's, um, that's actually not the biggest concern I would have. I, I actually would be concerned that they, they wouldn't really be able to get any of the benefits of bone broth. And because of this issue with the vegetable oils, they would be um, a bit loaded up on those because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're staying away from butter and eggs and cheese and a lot of the sources of saturated fat um, and monounsaturated fat, um, then you're going to be driven towards more um, of the, the vegetable oils. And, you know, I mean, I don't really quite understand why folks um, don't realize that like pretty much all the junk food is vegan, you know, compatible, right. like Doritos and potato chips and, um, Krispy Kreme and, um, you know, <laughs> microwave popcorn. And, you know, it's like, those are kind of some of the worst of the worst junk foods and, um, and French fries and, you know, and why is it, so, I don't really understand why this has, um, maintained like this era, uh, aura of, um, of like, sanctity of being so healthy. And I really think it comes back to like Puritanism and just like doing harm or something like that. But it's a religious kind of a a sentiment and it's not really science, you know? So I I never try to argue with somebody about their religion, (laughs) but, um, like that's what it, what it is coming down to. And, um, and if I had to be sinister about it, I would say that it does support the junk food industry, right? Because it it allows, it it doesn't slow down the, the sales of all these junk foods that we know kids are eating in way too high amounts, you know, Oreos and soda and everything. It doesn't slow that down. Um, and it, uh, it supports the sales of a lot of the same old products, right? The, the vegetable oils and the sugar, those are both vegan and those are the worst ingredients in the food chain. The, the, did you know 64% of the average American's caloric intake is coming from processed food? (laughs) That, you know, that explains it. Like every other country that I go to, the food tastes so much more natural and pure and fresh. (laughs) That 64% explains it right there. I go over to Japan a lot and like every meal I have is just amazing. So I might just move over there now after knowing that stuff. <laughs> Dang, crazy. Yeah, it's we totally get gypped in this country. I mean, we, we have this hot mentality, but it's been taken over by big food and uh, and we don't grow good food anymore. It's no. so like maddening. Like, you know, the vast majority of our farms, like well over 90% of our farms are are just like monoculture crop. It's not even, shouldn't even be called a farm. It should be called a factory because yeah. it's not a farm. Like a farm is supposed to be, you got plants and animals and it's an ecosystem and you're making the soil healthier. And all these, the, more than 90% of America's farms do is they just deplete minerals from the soil and they sop it up with um with uh, toxins, and and that is, I mean, it's it's not even really shouldn't even be considered if it's not a farm and what they're producing, it shouldn't even be considered food. But that's sixty percent. I agree. Okay, and that's exactly why I want to move to uh, like Montana in the middle of nowhere and raise my own chickens, have my own goats, everything, and just just eat my own food. Like I can't even go to Whole Foods even anymore and see the roasted Brussels sprouts without 
just drenched in canola oil now. Oh, it's I'm so maddening because they grow the good vegetables. They grow the good organic vegetables, and then they just ruin it with this I, thing. I know. Hey, you know, it, a, a, a funny story for you, a, a player that was he's probably with you. He's, he's a good friend of mine, played for the Lakers, Rob Sacre. Was he with you there? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was really into food, yeah. He is. <laughs> he's awesome. So he's the one that's got me on buying half a cow. So instead of having to go and get your meat everywhere, he buys a half a cow and then just has it in his deep freeze or goes out and hunts in Spokane, Washington, and, and eats all his, his meat that way. So looking at the yeah. different – that's going back to like looking at all the completely different NBA mindsets, Dwight Howard – going out and hunting 22 Hershey bars, <laughs> Kobe Wait. Bryant doing everything. But, yeah, it's, that's that's what I want to go back to. I want to be primal living on the land, hunting my own food, man's man. Yes, it's so much better when you've worked for it like that. And, yeah, right. And then it seems like it's inconvenient, right, to go out and get it. But then it's you have so much of it right there, and it's better than what you get in the grocery store, even if it's oh. been frozen for a long time. Because, you know, first of all, heaven knows how – long they've had it in in their deep freezers before they take it out and give it to you but it it was produced you know it's there's nothing better than wild yeah. uh, chris Kamen was really into that too so chris he, was that's who he split it with that's who he split it with that's right <laughs> you told me that that's funny yeah um, he goes hunting in wisconsin i think it's wisconsin yeah every summer and loads up i just need somebody to team up with me now on this I think that is a total man skill, though, right? You you hunt, you drag the thing back, right. you take it apart, and and you like you have to be a butcher, yeah, or well, I guess you could bring it to a butcher. But um, if you're really the man, you know, you will do it all yourself and make sausage out of it. You grind <laughs> thing up and use everything. That's what that's what I'm saying. I need someone to team up with me on it because I know <laughs> I can't do it. I'll eat it, but I can't hunt it. That's right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Big time thanks to Kate Shanahan for coming on the Game of Life podcast. She literally is the best of the best when it comes to diet, nutrition, and how to customize your diet exactly for your specific needs and for your purpose. Kate is the official nutritionist for the athlete of the future, and she works hand in hand with me and all my NBA players that I work with. Any NBA player at the highest level, I'm getting Kate with because her knowledge is so valuable. She's been featured on basically any podcast you can imagine, many articles, Sports Illustrated, a best-selling author, one of the best nutrition books you'll ever read, Deep Nutrition, all the links to everything Kate is doing, her website, articles about her, her books, how to follow Kate will be linked in the show notes. And we're just very blessed to have people like Kate come on this Game of Life podcast and drop vast knowledge upon you guys. I hope you're able to take something away from today and be able to utilize it in your life. And know that it's not all about you have to make a complete change from one thing to the other, but you can take those daily steps. And like Kate said, just I mean, incorporate one, two of these things into your life daily and you will see the difference in your health nutrition, your overall happiness, excitement, energy, everything. It's its a ton based on nutrition. Kate dropped the knowledge. Thank you very much, Kate, you game of lifers out there. So I'm going to get back to whipping up my bone broth and the Kate specialty recipe. If you guys want to come over and join me sometime, just let me know out here in LA. We can whip up a big batch of bone broth and just 
game of life or nerd it out with anything that you guys want. So check out dnabasketball.com to see everything that's going on with these NBA players in the offseason, how they're training mentally, physically, longevity, everything, dnabasketball.com. You can be part of the movement, part of the athlete of the future. You're 10 years ahead of everybody else. Check it out, Game of Lifers. And make sure to go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Very much appreciated. And any questions that you have, any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me. Very easy to get a hold of. Twitter, Instagram, email, phone call, whatever it might be. I want to hear from all you Game of Lifers out there. So everyone have a great, blessed week. Do something in somebody's life. Be a positive influence on them. Tell somebody, encourage them. Tell somebody something they're good at this week. That's your challenge from the Game of Life. So I hope you all do have an awesome, amazing week. And remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.